and she is expecting that 26 out of 50 states could ban abortions. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat with Ada Wong and me, Jim Gould. And on Back Chat this morning, uh, we're going to be talking to two uh, political analysts about the way ahead. That's after John Lee was confirmed as the next uh, chief executive in the vote uh, this past uh, Sunday. Um, Just before I introduce uh, our guests, uh, just a couple of emails that I'd like to uh, deal with first. uh, relating to uh, what we were talking about before nine o'clock, uh, well, to the uh, to COVID and the local COVID situation. But uh, Alonso writes um, on Hong Kong Today. You reported that uh, infectious diseases expert Joseph Jung is recommending that patrons produce a negative RAT result before entering restaurants and other premises which are exempt from wearing masks. This is a reasonable suggestion. Indeed, some venues such as hospitals and medical clinics already require visitors to produce a negative RAT uh, taken on the day of the visit. But here's my question. How does the venue know whether the RAT was taken on the day in question? When I went to my doctor, the nurse asked to see a photo of my RAT result, which I duly produced. But perhaps to save costs and or the hassle of taking a test, people could simply produce an old photo and the venue would be no wiser. How can this loophole be closed? That from Alonso. Uh, Well, we'll see if we can put that to uh, uh, a uh, COVID update guest either tomorrow or later in the week, uh, someone who might have a sensible answer to that. Um, On uh, the back chat uh, topic of this morning, um, Phil writes, uh, let's hope the new chief executive keeps his promise and leads Hong Kong out of the depths of despair. He has a great opportunity to reintroduce Hong Kong to the world and one of his first acts must be to remove the ban on airlines and quarantine on arrival. Come on, John, show us the way. That from Phil. Uh, We're joined now on the line by uh, James Sung, founding director of the Progress and Perfection Research Institute, and Holok Sang, uh, director of the Pan Su Tong Shanghai Hong Kong Economic Policy Research Institute. That's at Lingnan University. Um, Good morning to you both. Uh, Good morning. Perhaps, um, um, James Song, uh, perhaps we could ask you first then. So, uh, John Lee now confirmed as the next chief executive will be taking over on July the 1st. Um, What are his main challenges going to be? Uh, First of all, to form a strong governing team. Uh, This is very important uh, because uh, there's a lot of promise uh, by John, but how to deliver how to make the people uh, get the benefit, real benefit. So it's very important to have a new, strong governing team uh, with uh, capable people uh, who are really uh, passionate to uh, provide service to the people. What sort of people do you think will be brought into his team? I mean, do do you have any names in mind? Uh, I think uh, there are uh, recommendations from different... uh, party uh, like the DAB, uh, the uh, FTU, uh, they all have uh, names at the pocket that they want to recommend and uh, hopefully they will gain uh, a uh, head position in the government. Mm. But apart from uh, recommendations from political parties, uh, what sort of um, criteria do, do you think uh, we should set 
when when we are looking at um, you know politically appointed um, officials like the secretaries, you know what sort of people should they be, and um, yeah, what could be better than the current ones? Uh, I think uh, they have experience in working in public sector uh, consultation board something, uh, district board, uh, and they are professional people. Uh, they uh, have. Uh, 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 power to organize, uh, to provide service. Uh, I think these are the basic uh, element that uh, to be recruited into the uh, governing team. So, uh, Ho San, good morning to you. Good morning. So obviously John Lee's going to uh, form his own team around him. Do you, would you think that uh, any of the current ministerial team will be retained after July the 1st? Well, that is possible, but uh, I would hope that he will look at the track record of performance. I think performance comes first always, you know. Just having the experience is not, is not enough. And uh, you, you have to have a, a good uh, record of um, uh, accomplishment, uh, accomplishing the missions uh, that uh, have been identified. And uh, I hope that he has uh, some... Uh, good knowledge on this, you know, but uh, it's very difficult to tell at this moment. Well, the, the current team comprises a lot of uh, administrative officers who have turned um, political appointees. Uh, do you expect that the next governing team would be, um, you know, uh, would be much wider? Huh? Or Johnny would cast a wider net and to rope in people from the business sector or from the yes, think, I hope, think tanks? Uh, yes, I hope. Uh, but uh, again, uh, it has. You know, the, the background is actually not a determining factor, you know, where you come from. Actually, uh, some people say that uh, uh, AOs are, are no good, and I wouldn't uh, have a broad brush view on that. I, I'm pretty sure some AOs are very good. Uh, and uh, by the same token, um, uh, people from business sector could also be very good. You know, it's difficult to tell. You know, you, you have to look at the the person's uh, record and uh, uh, to assess uh, whether he is uh, actually passionate about uh, uh, the tasks, the challenges, and uh, and he has to be capable and uh, well organized and so on. And, uh, yeah, but when, when the current team doesn't really have KPIs to meet, you know, key performance indicators, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, what is the track record that you look for? So they, they have done their best, actually, you know, in this political climate, right? Um, well, you have to look at a, a broader set of uh, KPI. Uh, if you look at, uh, for example, the, the current administration, actually, I have been very disappointed, you know, but, uh, with performance. And I wouldn't say that it has uh, uh, good, good grades on, 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 on the main KPIs that matter. Okay, so um, so if when track record doesn't really count, I, I track guess track record counts. That's what I'm saying. Track record has to count, and I'm saying that uh, just having experience is not enough. You have to look at uh, what uh, what what the person actually did. Mm. No, what, know, what I mean is that uh, we we have to define yeah we have to yeah. define success. Uh, exactly. So failed attempts, failed attempts would not count as a good track record, right, uh, James? Yeah, exactly. James, yeah, right. what what do you think? Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, for those talented uh, uh, elite, 
uh, uh, from outside and be recruited into the government, the performance is a little bit different from uh, the professional civil service. Uh, so you're looking at uh, their track record when they are working, for example, uh, in the uh, legislative council or in a district uh, council, something that they are really uh, good to, uh, to have good presentation, uh, knowing what they are really want to deliver. Uh, they have good communication uh, 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 strength with the uh, people in, in, in the council. These are some of the uh, track record that the government are really uh, looking for. Now, Mr. Lee has uh, mentioned uh, two priorities. One is strengthening Hong Kong's position as an international centre, as an international finance centre, but also uh, opening up uh, with the mainland. Um, the problem is, uh, we're kind of uh, that's kind of looking in two different directions, isn't it? Because uh, as long as the mainland pursues uh, its own anti-epidemic uh, uh, policy, um, that could well and um, well that makes it difficult to over open the border, and that also makes it difficult for for Hong Kong to uh, open further internationally if it wants to um, um, open the borders with the mainland. So, uh, how do you think that might be resolved, uh, James Song? Uh, I think uh, at this moment, uh, reopening the border to uh, get the green light uh, from the mainland is rather challenging because, as you know, the Hangzhou uh, Asian Olympic Games already uh, postponed. Yeah, postponed. Uh, so, uh, the, uh, meaning that uh, Beijing uh, feel very uh, alert about uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the pandemic uh, could be uh, cause some kind of harm to the mainland, so they would be very serious about uh, reopening the border for Hong Kong people to get into the mainland. Uh, so it would be difficult uh, for John to communicate with the mainland that, yes, we are ready, uh, we are working fine. Uh, vaccination uh, rate is, uh, uh, is coming and it's very good, uh, so please open the border. I think this would be very difficult for John uh, and his uh, uh, colleague. So where does that leave Hong Kong in terms of relations with the rest of the world and travel with the rest of the world? Uh, that could be a little bit easier. <laughs> mm. But uh, there are lots of uh, rumours that uh, we should reopen the border to mainland first rather than to uh, the West. So uh, it is a, it's a, a very furious debate, I think, within uh, the governing team in the coming months. Hold up, well, that's actually the same thing. Uh, yeah, from my perspective, you just do whatever you can. You see, if you cannot open the door, uh, uh, open the border with the mainland for the time being, uh, you can. Op you, it's entirely possible that you can open up with with the rest of the world uh, first. Uh, and of course, you you need to have the necessary safeguards, like uh, okay, people visiting have to have uh, a, a full va vaccination record and uh, has been tested uh, negative in first instance. And and and, and uh, upon arrival, have to be checked and so on and so forth. Um, and I think uh, so far, if you look at the Singapore, it has been doing a pretty good job. And I think we, there's a lot of things to learn from from Singapore's experience. And and I and I'm pretty sure, you know, with um, the vaccination rate uh, rising, uh, approaching 90% right now. And uh, and I think. Uh, uh, the time has come for us to really open up, you know, because uh, if we don't open up, you know, we will suffer 
to such an extent that actually people will be will, will lose their lives in other ways. This is quite different from what Carrie Lam has been suggesting because yeah, she but, said uh, I really that opening up. Carrie Lam's Okay, but but she did mention many many times that opening up um, you know the mainland borders um, is very important, more important than connecting internationally. Well, that 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 could be a priority, but if it cannot be done, you know, then then you can do what you can. You see, and, and I think uh, uh, from uh, John Lee's point of view, you have to look at uh, uh, the outcomes, you know, and if the outcomes uh, under uh, that k kind of uh, very strict, uh, I would say, dogmatic uh, view, saying that you need to open up with, uh, with, the, with, with the mainland first. And I think that doesn't really make any sense, you know, because uh, uh, that's really dogmatic. You have to see what you can do and you have to consider the consequences. Actually, you mentioned Singapore. Uh, Singapore's removed the testing requirement for incoming travellers, of those who are vaccinated anyway. Um, it, could you see that scenario uh, happening here in Hong Kong and then maybe uh, the quarantine, people being allowed to quarantine at home or quarantine being lifted altogether? I think um, uh, if you uh, um, uh, want to be more careful, I, I, would, I would suggest uh, in the first instance you would uh, uh, allow quarantine at home. And I think that's exactly what, what, what some of the experts have been uh, recommending. And uh, the signs are that uh, um, uh, we have sort of um, achieved uh, herd immunity to some extent, you know, in part because of exposure to the virus and in part because of very high vaccination rate. We are approaching that. And uh, you see, the point of uh, all of these very strict measures is to buy time. To buy time for, for what? For, to buy time so that we can get the immunity that we, we, we need and, and then we can open up. Mm -hmm. And if you uh, do not open up forever, then, then all that work is, is lost. What's the purpose of that? Right. Well, what are the other challenges uh, faced by John Lee's team at the moment, James Song? Uh, I think uh, after uh, the uh, campaigning uh, period of time, now uh, John already uh, becoming uh, the uh, chief executive elected. So he had to engage the people at different corners of the society. Uh, he should uh, have more uh, uh, engagement with the, the grassroots people, uh, with different uh, young stars in the society, uh, so that uh, he, he can project a more energetic and positive image to the uh, people uh, of the Hong Kong. So okay. uh, this is very important, because uh, from the manifesto, it's rather short to becoming a more detailed in policy arrangement. Uh, he needs to uh, have uh, more voice from the people. He has to get uh, communicate with the people what actually they want. Uh, uh, Previously, uh, John uh, faced more to the election committee member rather than the people uh, at the uh, corner of the society. So now uh, he should uh, work together with his team to go directly to engage the people.
Okay, right now I do see that there's a lack of trust, you know, between uh, the government and the people. Uh, for those who can afford it, um, you know, they will take their families out of Hong Kong, but, you know, mo the majority of Hong Kong people would prefer to stay here. So what what could John do in particular, you know, when he faces the, the younger generation? Uh, how How could trust be mended? Uh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think the people are more concerned about uh, the education and uh, also after they graduate, uh, they get a good job, uh, they will have uh, well paid. Uh, these are the, 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 the key issues the, the young people are looking for. And they feel suspicious about that whether or not the new government can really uh, uh, live up to their promise. Uh, so they still have to wait and see. So it's time for John to have a better explanation to the young star that yes, we can provide more opportunity, there will be uh, a better future for you people uh, if we work together. Uh. Email here from a listener, Richard says, uh, I'd just like to split a hair on announcing Mr Lee's confirmation uh, over the weekend. RTHK reporters repeatedly used the term one. This is not what happened. Winning implies some form of competition for the CE election. There was none. Therefore, confirmation would be the most uh, appropriate term. Can we try to be accurate in our use of language, uh, despite the NSL? That from Richard. Um, uh, Holok Sang, uh, Carrie Lam uh, did say that the uh, political system of uh, patriots administering Hong Kong had been uh, completely established uh, following the leadership uh, election held on Sunday. Um, so w w can we see this as the, the end of some sort of process or, or what? How, how do you see it? No, um, I think, uh, as a matter of fact, I would actually see that the political reform is going to continue. You know, it's not going to 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 be at all uh, halted altogether. You know, uh, but uh, he did uh, say it wasn't a priority. It's not a priority for for for, for John Lee at, at this time. But um, I think the, uh, Beijing has promised that you know in the basic law, and I think it will uh, follow through. But uh, it just uh, uh, needs to ensure that. Uh, nothing wrong can uh, arise, you know, uh, because uh, it has seen, you know, what had happened, you know, when, when, uh, when you had too, too many loopholes open, then things can happen, you know, different kinds of problems can arise and it, it can uh, turn into a very messy situation. So all of that has to be, uh, first of all, um, uh, uh, halted at the very early stage, and if that all of that has been uh, done, and uh, Beijing is sure that uh, n nothing wrong can can happen, and then they they would uh, um, reopen that process. But of course, it has to be uh, follow. It has to follow exactly the terms of the basic law. Um, yeah, which aspect uh, of constitutional reform do you think uh, might might be discussed earlier than others? Well, I actually I am hopeful that uh, something like the package uh, presented, you know, in the uh, 2015 uh, can be, um, um, you know, uh, restarted. And, and I think that is a good 
But that, that means that uh, the um, pro-democracy camp and the uh, opposition parties, um, they, could, they could join the election. And, um, but uh, under the well, current uh, Patriots, yeah, Patriots are governing you know, yes. Hong Kong. Yeah, and Patriots governing Hong Kong, that, that, that is something that's uh, assured you know, through the nominating committee. Uh, and uh, and of course through the through, through the bows and so on. You know. So so we will see a more cautious approach, including uh, perhaps um, district councillors being um, uh, well nominated and appointed rather than elected. That's what a lot of people have been discussing. I am hopeful that they can all be elected, and. And I think if if you have necessary safeguards, then then uh, uh, especially at the, at, the, at the district council level, it actually makes more sense, you know, to have more more elections uh, because uh, people people at the, uh, at, at the, at the uh, you know when they are looking at uh, their grassroots matters at the district level, and I think uh, it's important you know, for the people are living there to have a, uh, a more say. You know. mm. James, James, yeah. James, yeah, see any room for movement there? Uh, I think uh, there would be a mix uh, of the district council with appointee as well as uh, direct election. Uh, but uh, more importantly, there should be some kind of restructuring about the district. Uh, right now we have 18 uh, district council but for the uh, legislative council election, you have only 10. So there would be some restructuring uh, for the district board in order to uh, parallel to the uh, uh, legislative council. Uh, so this some kind of engineering uh, is quite challenging because you will uh, uh, gaining some kind of uh, uh, <clears throat> resentment from the local uh, interests of the local community that, uh, yes, uh, we don't want to restructure like that. So um, I, I think uh, uh, it's up to the government to think carefully how to restructure the district council uh, for next year's election. So, yeah, but, but I think that, view, yeah. From my point of view, uh, uh, district council should be smaller. You know, the district should be smaller than mm. for electrical, you know, because uh, for electrical elections, you know, the... Um, uh, they, uh, the elected people are going to look at the overall Hong Kong situation. But for district councils, uh, the district council members uh, are there to serve the very local district level things. So it's much, it makes sense you know, to have a smaller districts so that uh, uh, the the people serving at the district level can can actually uh, know what they're doing. You know, if it's too big, then 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 it's very difficult for them to to know what what what, what are the priorities at the district right. level. Okay. Uh, okay. Another email from listener James says, uh, "Do we even know?" Sorry, the the subject line is uh, Lee's cabinet says, "Do we even know what jobs need to be filled?" The government restructuring is being executed in the dark. So, will we have a new transport bureau by July the first? Mr. Lee yesterday indicated the restructuring would be complete in time for his new government, but it's hard to see how this will be achieved. Um, 
James Song, um, the, the idea is to split the housing and transport bureaus. Can that be achieved by the end of the current uh, term of this administration? Uh, yes, time short. Uh, and the restructuring of uh, the bureau and department is a uh, real challenge to the new government. As John uh, uh, yesterday uh, met uh, Kevin Lam, that some kind of the detail arrangement that could be, uh, we still have to think about that. So, uh, for example, transportation is real challenge to uh, the new territories. Uh, as uh, I just indicated that uh, the district council is rather small. So in terms of transportation, for example, the bus station, where should the bus station should be? Uh, a small district, you cannot uh, resolve the problem. So uh, a little bit larger uh, district could be better. So that's what I said, that uh, the district council have to restructuring in order to parallel to the legislative council so that some of the uh, <clears throat> policy issues can be uh, easily uh, handled. Well, apart from the restructuring, there are new bureaus to be uh, set up, for example, the Culture, Sports and Tourism Bureau. Um, they, they are now, you know, scattered in various bureaus, in the Home Affairs Bureau, in the Commerce uh, and Economic Development Bureau. How, how quickly could that be done, you know, this sort of, uh, uh, you know, kind of restructuring? Uh, uh, as we all know that uh, in CY Leung's uh, administration, uh, the Cultural Bureau is all, almost uh, uh, finished except that uh, finally uh, it cannot pass through the Legislative Council. So I think uh, the government already has uh, some uh, good planning uh, uh, to incorporate uh, culture, uh, sport, as well as uh, the uh, other area of, of, of the, uh, the young stars that they, they like. So it would be uh, not too difficult for this particular bureau, uh, but not for uh, the Home Affair as well as the Young uh, People's Affair Bureau. This would be too big, but uh, for cultural things, it would be uh, rather easier. Right, uh, Horok Sang, um, uh, the, uh, John Lee said that uh, he would do uh, a lot of things in the first 100 days. Could you tell us or could you guess, you know, what sort of uh, things could he start with in the first 100 days? Well, I think right now the biggest challenge is to um, uh, revive the economy, you know, because the economy definitely, uh, you know, the first quarter is already negative and there's a lot of uh, um, uh, discussion that the whole year would also be negative, you see. So, uh, the challenges are extremely uh, 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 serious. So um, we um, restarting the economy and opening up to the world, and I think that's a priority that, that, that he has to tackle. And I am hopeful that he would actually uh, uh, accomplish that uh, um, with, uh, within a short time, you know, because uh, uh, the... The uh, infection figures are very encouraging, and I'm hopeful that uh, it will continue to decline. And very soon, it's going to be dip, double digit, and then uh, uh, mm. it's possible for us to 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 uh, to to feel comfortable enough.
Okay, we'll have to. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll have to bring the programme to uh, a close there because it's uh, nine thirty. Um, that was um, Professor Holok Sang, who's uh, director of the Pan Sutong Shanghai Hong Kong uh, Economic Policy Research Institute at Lingnan University. Uh, thanks very much also to James Sung, founding director of the Progress and Perfection Research Institute. Um, just a, a, a very quick uh, email from uh, listener Vic. I don't have time to read it all out, but it says. Uh, um, under under the catch line, tick all the boxes, says uh, we'd like to see some tick marks against the aspirations of the Hong Kong public for a start. Minimum wages to be increased, MPF offset mechanism to be abolished, unemployment benefits to be introduced, subdivided flats to be made illegal. Um, there will be lots of uh, discussion and debate in the coming weeks about uh, policy.